I'll tell you a man who'd love Ricky Ponting, because he lives in Ricky Ponting's beautiful part of the world. He doesn't live there anymore, Ricky Ponting. He's in Melbourne these days, but he grew up in Tasmania in a town called Mowbray. Brent Costello, Wing TV Hobart sports reporter, joins us here on Sports Breakfast. Hello, Brent. Morning, gentlemen. How are you going? Good. So you'd love Ricky Ponting's work uh, behind the mic, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. He's unbelievable. And, yeah, I loved him ever since I was a kid. So I was in the backyard when I was playing backyard cricket. And uh, Tassie icon, Australian icon. So, yeah, couldn't speak higher of the great man. Where's Mowbray? It's just outside of Launceston, well. It's a suburb of Launceston, basically. Oh, okay. So, Yep. Uh, yeah, just just uh, up the road from Utah Stadium, basically. So not too far away at all. He did spend a bit of time in Adelaide with the academy when he was a youngster, but certainly played first-class cricket for Tassie right throughout his career. Now, Brent, we're um, we're on watch for uh, for the AFL team and some significant uh, developments yesterday regarding the Tasmanian team and uh, maybe a bit more of a face of the Tasmanian team. Yeah, pretty significant appointment. It's not officially done yet. We got the tip-off yesterday of uh, who it will be, and we expect it to be officially announced later this week, I think maybe on Friday. But uh, Grant O'Brien will be the first chairman of uh, the Tasmania Football Club, and uh, it's a really good appointment. I believe his resume is outstanding. He's uh, the chief executive of Woolworth for five years, worked with the company for almost 30 years. Uh, he's the current chair of Tourism Tasmania. He worked on a Port Arthur Historic site. Uh, he's done a lot of things. He even played footy as a premiership player at Penguin back in the day. Most importantly, guys, he's a Tasmanian, which I think is absolutely outstanding to have a Tasmanian appointed to that role. I think it needed to happen. and uh, had to be a, a mutual agreement between the AFL and the state government, and I think they've landed in a pretty good spot. So I was going to ask you about his football background, um, because I, I would imagine it's, it's, it's such a business appointment but also needs to, that understanding of, of uh, the football aspect of it No doubt about that Wayne. and uh, one thing I didn't uh, mention there too, he was a member of the, the Tasmanian Football Task Force which of course did all the, the groundwork for us to get the, the 19th license as well so he's well across uh, exactly how this club needs to operate and um, you know the benefits that will receive from certain aspects and the negatives as well that they need to work on so uh, yeah, great appointment. And the other thing is, too, appointing someone to this role, it makes it seem like it is actually happening, where, as we know, uh, stadium is still a very hot topic here and there's certainly a bit of groundswell of support. We'll get to the state game in a moment from last weekend. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's interesting they've put this role in, I suppose, and they had to do that within 60 days of the, the licence agreement being signed off on between the state government and the AFL. So... They're moving forward as if it's happening, and um, I think that's not a bad way to go about it. So who covers the cost of this? I mean, is it the AFL, or is it the Tasmanian government, or the government that's in at the moment? Who knows what's going to go? But who, 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 well, they obviously appointed, but who pays? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Does the chairman even get paid? I'm not even sure what the... I don't know. The, yeah. What the point. yeah, I'm not even sure they do, but um, it's a good question. Obviously, the state government is going to be contributing a certain amount each year. When that kicks in, I'm not exactly sure. So, um, yeah, that's the other thing. You know, how, how much do you invest into this club when it could potentially fall over, I suppose? You install a board now, you've got a chairman, or you wait to see what's happening with the stadium. I'm not really sure where it's going to go from here. It's a real mess, to be honest. It is. It is. And we hope that there's some more clarity uh, in the coming weeks and, and months and even years as we build towards a, a Tasmanian side. So, uh, yeah, positive news there for Tasmania. It's set to be uh, confirmed shortly. 
that uh, Grant O'Brien uh, will be the inaugural chair of the AFL club based in Tasmania. You mentioned the state game. It was a tight one, wasn't it, at North Hobart Oval? And a uh, good few days for Tassie footy with, uh, with that news that you broke for us and also Tasmania winning the state game against Queensland. Yeah, it was outstanding, guys. It was a real walk back to the past of the, the good old days of Tassie footy, really, with a, a really strong crowd of 7,000, which probably doesn't sound much to you guys, but uh, that's pretty significant down here. You only get uh, probably a few hundred up to a 1,000 people to a, a game of TSL typically on a weekend. You might get a few more through the gates at, at country footy, but that was a, a really good turnout. And, um, obviously, there is a real, real swell of support for a Tasmania AFL team here at the moment. I think people wanted to demonstrate that, and we saw the players out there in the map. So it was a bit of a preview of, of what's become, I suppose, and for them to get it done was outstanding as well. Uh, they made the work for it really late in the game, a really clutch goal from Sam Siggins. Uh, deep into the final term, got the job done, and, um, yeah, really good win. The girls, unfortunately... Didn't quite get over the line against the, the girls, and we, we in the gala day of footy was our under 18 Tassie Devils team. Unfortunately, go down with a, a kick <laughs> on the sirens to, to lose that game. So we got one out of the three games, but um, yeah, just a fantastic day for, for Tassie footy. Mav Weller coached the the Tassie side, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. Former uh, former Gold Coast son and uh, and Richmond footballer. So good to see that he's uh, heavily involved in uh, in Tasmanian football. What what song do they sing at the end of a game in, in a state game like that? Do they have one? Oh, we're from Tasmania, Wayne. Oh, uh, oh to the tune of Tiger Man. Yeah. yeah, so a bit like the, the Tassie Tigers cricket team as well. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so obviously we'll have to get something a little bit newer if we do get our AFL team. We won't be running that one, I don't reckon. Hey, speaking of Tassie footy, the Allies. Looks like the Allies are going to win the under-18s championships. They've absolutely dominated. A couple of young Tasmanians part of that group, but uh, this is uncharted waters. Normally it's one of the Victorian teams or or Western Australia, maybe South Australia, but for the Allies, this will be a significant moment. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? And we've spoken about the the young stars are potentially going to get drafted from, from Tasmania later this year, but uh, you're right, it is significant. Uh, you wouldn't typically see them get up, but uh, yeah, obviously um, yeah, exciting times for, for for the Allies when, when you got, it just makes the, the national competition more national, doesn't it, when you see results like that I think it's fantastic for the game Cricket, uh, we're seeing the Ashes uh, at the moment, we still don't have any domestic fixtures it occurred to me the other day, I think we've got some, some BBL news coming, but I wonder when we'll get these domestic fixtures so we can find out when we've got cricket back in the Apple Isle yeah, it is interesting. I think the BBL fixtures tomorrow, potentially, if my memory serves me correct. But we got a bit of a sneak preview from the Hurricanes last night that they won't be having their Christmas Eve clash this year. They've, they've sort of had that as a marquee game for the last three or four years, I reckon, it's been. But it looks like they're, they're having a game on the 23rd. So i um, not sure why they've moved away from that, whether um, yeah, there's other reasons behind it or not, or the Cricket Australia decision. But that, that was interesting, I thought. And uh, we'll see how it looks when it comes out tomorrow, but obviously the competition's been scaled back as far as fixtures go, and we only have one game in Launceston, you think, and then the rest in Hobart, given I think there's only, what, four, four or five home games. Yeah, OK, that's that's interesting, because uh, that seemed like a, a fairly popular match uh, for the last couple of years, so we'll, we'll see moving forward whether Christmas Eve has a, a place on the BBL fixture. Uh, is there a young Tasmanian making, having a debut for Richmond on tomorrow night? There is, yeah, Sammy Banks, which is uh, unbelievably exciting and a long time coming for him too. He was drafted uh, the draft before last, I think, and uh, has been having a really good form in the VFL. He's been outstanding and really knocking on the door. He was named emergency 
um, a few times last year, a lot of times this year, and finally gets his opportunity tomorrow night. And yeah, really good young fella, and I can't wait to see how he goes. We wish him well. And uh, the Tigers certainly playing for their season. It's a winner-takes-all game. Uh, the loser, you think, won't play finals, and for the winner, they keep the dream alive a little bit longer. Brent, thanks for your time this morning. Always nice to chat to you. I hope you're rugged up and it's not too cold down there in beautiful Tassie. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you next week. Brent Costello with us here on Sport FM.